Hallelujah. No more murmuring. No more complaining. No more burdens to bear. Everybody is going to be happy over there. Praise God. So if you can't choose to be happy here, there's a good chance you ain't going to fit in over there. Praise God. Stand with me all over this house as we get ready to turn to the word of the Lord. Amen. I'm excited to bring the word of the Lord today. Excited to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. And we want to thank everyone for being here to lift up the name of Jesus with us. To Amen. To have our annual trunk or treat outreach. Amen. It's a time the children get excited about getting lots of candy. Our church folk get excited about decorating their trunks. It's another wonderful time for the church body each year. Amen. We love, we love the fellowship of the church. Amen. If you got your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Hebrews, the third chapter. This is what I feel the Lord has given me for this body this week. Amen. And I want to preach this to the people of God. The book of Hebrews, the third chapter, we'll be reading verse 12 through verse 19. Shout out yes when you get there. Amen. Before I turn to the word of the Lord, amen, I want to, I want to today have you turn toward and look toward the side of the church where Brother Carl is standing right behind him is a precious lady named Sister Wanda Hughes. In that seat next to her is a yellow rose where her husband Kenny has sat in this building for five years. Today, we want to honor Brother Kenny Hughes. Amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise for this faithful man and this faithful woman? that God has brought into this church body. How many love Sister Wanda today? Amen. Sis, we love you. We love you. This church body loves you. This church body stands with you today. And we're here to support you and to love you. We thank God that he brought you into this body. Amen. We love Sister Wanda today. Amen. I want all of us to be in much prayer for her children and her grandchildren, amen, that the Lord will be with them during this difficult time, amen, and let's continue to love and support her. The book of Hebrews, the third chapter and the twelfth verse, uh, our text today finds us remembering, bringing to remembrance the Lord bringing the children of Israel out of Egypt. Amen. And even though the Lord brought them out of Egypt, He was having a hard time getting Egypt out of them. I got five amens. Even though the Lord was able to deliver the children of Israel out of Egypt, He was having a hard time getting Egypt out of them. Amen. And the Lord was dealing with some unbelief. And here we find ourselves in the text 
the book of Hebrews, the third chapter and the 12th verse, the word of the Lord says, take heed, brethren, lest there be, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. I'm going to say that one more time. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. I mean, no sin will harden you. Lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin, for we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. While it is said today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. For some, when they had heard, they did provoke, albeit not all that came out of Egypt by Moses. But with whom was he grieved for 40 years? Was it not them that had sinned? whose carcasses fell in the wilderness, and to whom swear he that they should, be, should not enter into his rest, but to them that believed not. It wasn't the ones who sinned that the Lord was as upset with. It was the ones who believed not. It was the ones who believed not. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. The Bible teaches us about the destruction that is brought on by our unbelief. Today I want to preach to this church body on this subject. The elephant and the silly string. Now you say, how in the world does he get that? title out of that text you're about to find out stay tuned in don't go to sleep alright stay tuned in the elephant and the silly string before you're seated today let's lift up a praise offering unto the Lord together today come on let's give him some high praise all over this house if you've enjoyed this worship if you realize how much you need him today, give him a praise offering. Come on, if you love him today, give him a praise offering. If you're thankful for every single thing he's ever done in your life, give him a praise offering today. Lord, move in our midst today. Move in our midst today. Hallelujah. Bless your word. Bless your word today. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Bless your word today. The Lord bless you. You may be seated today, the elephant and the silly string. <clears throat> a gentleman was walking through an elephant camp one day. And as he was walking through the elephant camp, he realized that the elephants in the camp were not being held in cages. And they were not being held by chains. 
But as he walked through the elephant camp, he realized that on the foot of the elephant was tied a simple white rope. It was the only thing that was keeping the elephant from running off back into the wild. And as the man looked upon the elephants, he was dumbfounded, amazed that these elephants did not just simply, Brother Carl, take their gigantic legs and just snap that little white rope and run off back into the safari. So as he stands there bewildered, as he stands there amazed, looking at these elephants that have a simple, small rope tied around their foot, he realizes that they could easily break the rope and escape the camp. Uh, He turns to a nearby trainer that's standing there, and he asks the trainer, Why is it, I'm curious, that all you got holding those elephants is a little bitty white rope? Don't you know that those elephants could break that rope at any time and they could run back off into the wild? And the trainer gave him this very simple reply. He said, you see, sir, when the elephants were very young, and much smaller than they are right now. We use the exact same rope to tie them and to hold them in the camp. And at that age, it was more than enough to hold them. It was more than enough to keep them in the camp. And as they grew up, they are conditioned to believe that they cannot break away from the rope. They believe the rope can still hold them, so they never try to break free from the rope. The only reason the elephants weren't breaking free from the rope and escaping from the camp was that over time, they had adopted the belief that it just was not possible. It just was not possible. Can I tell you today that believing you can become something is the most important step in actually becoming it. Believing it. Believing it in your heart. Believing it in your mind. And sometimes we, as the people of God, we have figurative ropes tied around our feet that keep us from pursuing what God has in store for us. Can I tell you something today? The devil's after your mindset. Can I tell you today? The devil's trying to get you to believe the lie that he's feeding you. Can I tell you? The devil wants you to believe you're as weak as you once were. Can I tell you? The devil wants you to believe you're as addicted as you once were. You're as weak as you once were. You're as simple-minded as you once were. You're as confused as you once were. But I come to tell somebody today, it's time to break free from the lie that the devil taught you a long time ago and realize you can be free today. I want you to think, 
about how crazy it is for an elephant to be held by a silly rope. You see that little stuff, that little silly string we spray on each other? I thought that would be a little more emphatic, Brother Peter, if I included that in my sermon title. An elephant and silly string. Let me tell you something. Ain't no silly string going to hold back an elephant. Only if the elephant is brainwashed to think that the silly string can hold him. I come to tell some people of God today, you're an elephant. Don't get held back by the silly string. Our society has literally gone back to a pre-modern mindset. Our society has become unhinged. The minds of people are failing them. People find themselves living in a world of pretension. Let me tell you something. As far off as this may sound today that an elephant would think from the time that it was young that it was bound by something that it could so easily snap. We, the, the people in this society are living in a world of pretension. We are living in a world of pretension. Let me tell you something today. Pretending never saved anybody. Pretending never saved anybody. Pretending like you're saved. Pretending like you're no longer sinning. Pretending like you're free. Never saved anybody. Pretension will not get you anywhere. You got to be born again of the water and of the spirit. You got to be washed and cleansed by the blood of the lamb. You got to have God's word as a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. You need the Holy Ghost to lead you and to guide you today. Pretending never saved anybody and exaggerating is just simply a politically correct term for lying. Exaggerators are liars, I'll just tell you. If you're an exaggerator, you're a liar. Amen. And exaggerating is lying. We're living in this politically correct world where everybody's pretending that everything's okay when actually everything's all messed up. Come on, everything's all messed up and people are more confused than they've ever been and people are more misled than they've ever been and people are believing more lies than they've ever believed today. Come on, I, I heard, listen, people, people are allowing their children to choose what gender they are. My God, this world's messed up today. People are telling your children, you get to choose what gender you want to be. No, you don't get to choose what gender you're going to be. God chose what gender you're going to be. You're either a boy or you're a girl, and it's either right or it's wrong, and it's either black or it's white, and the church has got to be the church, and the world's got to be the world, and it's time to get back to stop believing a lie and losing our souls today. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house today. The devil's handing people a lie, and they're eating every bit of it today. They're eating every bit of it today. Come on, people are allowing, telling their children they can choose what gender they want to be. I heard this week this mess about these young girls in these schools. They're calling them furries. Anybody heard about that mess yet? They're calling them furries. These girls in these schools, they're pretending to be cats. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. They're pretending to be cats, and they've actually requested, thank God I have not heard of one principal yet that has been crazy enough to grant this request. 
but they have requested litter boxes in the schools so they can use the restroom in a litter box. Church, come on. I'm telling you, we're living in a world of pretension. We're living in a world of pretension today. People have lost their ever-loving minds today. Can I tell you today, listen, the church cannot get caught up in this mess. The church cannot get caught up in this pretension today. The church cannot get caught up in what the enemy is telling us today. If you're a boy, you're a boy. If you're a girl, you're a girl. If it's right, it's right. If it's wrong, it's wrong. And it's time for the church to be the church today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. The Lord loves it or he hates it. The Lord loves it or he hates it. You're on your way to heaven or you're on your way to hell. There ain't no in-between. There ain't no halfway. There ain't no part in Egypt and part in Canaan. No, sir, no, ma'am. I just read to you the text that said the Lord caused an entire generation of people to be buried in the wilderness because of their unbelief. No, Pretension never saved anybody. And unbelief is, dis- is pure destruction. Unbelief will destroy you. Unbelief will cause you to have a heart of evil. You ever wonder why? You ever wonder why people in the church, whenever they try to witness to somebody, they try to talk to somebody, if people say, I- I'm not interested, I've been out on outreach and I've had people with me and we try to talk to people and they say, oh, no, no, I'm not interested. We try to give them a church card. No, I'm not interested. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. You have a great day today. We'll move on to the next person. You ever notice, you ever wonder how the church does that? But when it comes to the things of the world, the ideas and the agendas that are going on in the world today, if you resist their idea, they will attack you. You want to know why? They, they will, they will, they will attack you. How many seen it on Facebook? You say one thing about traditional marriage and you're a bigot. You're a racist. Come on, you're, you're in, you're, uh, someone who does not include everybody. Come on, you're, you're a horrible person because you take a stand against what God takes a stand in. The reason why is because unbelief leads to a evil heart. There is no such thing as just, I don't believe in God. No, if you don't believe in God, your unbelief will turn you to an evil heart. It will turn you to an evil heart. Let me tell you something. The church cannot get caught up in all this pretension. The church cannot get caught up in all of this mess. Either God loves it or God hates it. It's either right or it's wrong. Listen to me today. You're either on your way to heaven or you're on your way to hell. You either love sin or you love righteousness. You either love the body of Christ or you're a sower of discord today. You either love truth or you got a heart of unbelief today. You either love truth or you got an evil heart of unbelief. Because unbelief creates an evil heart. Church, I'm going to warn you today, if you repeatedly reject God's good grace, you just may cross a line that you will never return from. Come on, for those of you that have played games, those of you that have been in and out, do it when you feel like it. Let me tell you something, you just may cross a line that you may not return from. 
You may just wish one day that you had not taken advantage of God's good grace. Because there is a place that you will never return from. There is a, a mindset that God will turn you over to, and it's called a reprobate mind. And you don't ever want to cross that line that you will never return from. Listen to me today. Don't repeatedly reject God's good grace. You just may not return one day. Paul told us in the second Thessalonians not to be soon shaken in our mind or troubled in our spirit for the day of Christ is at hand. Is that the people will take pleasure in unrighteousness. Have you ever seen a time where people were taking so much pleasure in unrighteousness? The world and all their sin are the victims, and the church is the offender. Have you ever seen such times where people have taken such pleasure in unrighteousness? Can I tell this church today, you better be careful what you take pleasure in. You better be careful what you take pleasure in. Listen, 2 Thessalonians, the second chapter says, And for this cause God will send them strong delusion. And they, that, that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Church, we're already seeing strong delusion. We're already seeing strong delusion today. Church, we cannot get caught up in that strong delusion today. Come on. I seen, I seen on the news not long ago, we're talking about educated people standing and professing that men can have children. Professing. Get on your iPhone and look at your apps. Look at your little, whatever you call those things. Somebody help me. Emojis. See, if you don't got a pregnant man emoji on your iPhone. See, if you don't got a pregnant man emoji on your, on your galaxy. Amen. Listen to me today. We're caught with the, we're living in a world of pretension today. And pretension never saved anybody, but unbelief in God will destroy you. Unbelief in God will lead you to an evil heart today. This ain't something to be playing games with. This ain't something to be messing around with. This is serious business when you fall into the hands of a just God today. This is serious business. Before you know it, your mind can be twisted and turned by the world that you're living in. And you'll be caught up in this strong delusion that the Lord has sent to them. We're already seeing what the Bible says in the last days we will see strong delusion. Men absolutely cannot have babies. Men absolutely cannot get pregnant. Come on, listen. Don't, don't you listen to these educated idiots that tell you that a man can have a baby because a man cannot have a baby. Amen. They're caught up in strong delusion today. We're seeing this strong delusion and the church cannot get caught up in this delusion. Church, there's some elephants in this room today that are being held hostage by some silly string. Ah, come on. There's some elephants in this room that have yet to break free from the lie that the devil told them a long time ago. There's some, there's some elephants in this room that ain't addicted like their minds telling them they are. They're free. They're free by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. They're free today. You need to wake up and you need to start pulling and you need to start pulling and you need to start pulling today. 
There's some elephants in this room that just need to wise up and realize the devil sowed you a lie a long time ago. When you was weak, but you ain't weak no more. When you was little, but you ain't little no more. When you was young, but you ain't young no more. When you was unlearned, but you ain't unlearned no more. You're a child of God. You're a child of the king. You've been washed and cleansed by the blood of the lamb. You've been set free. It's time to take that little bitty rope that the devil tied you up when you was little. You need to break that thing. And you need to experience freedom in Christ Jesus today. Those elephant trainers are brilliant. They're smart enough to know they can manipulate those elephants. They take them when they're little. They tie them up. They pull a thousand times and a thousand times they cannot get free. So they come to accept the fact that they'll always be tied up by that little white rope. The enemy plays the same games with the people of God. He plays the same games with the people of God. He ties them up with a little piece of silly string. He says, you're never going to get free. This ain't never going to help you. And you know what they do while they're young and they're unlearned and they're inexperienced and they're unwise and they, they pull on the string, but they can't break it. And a thousand times later after pulling on the string and they still can't break it, they just come to grips with the idea that they're always going to be bound by the string. But the truth is, the matter is, they that are in Christ Jesus were not meant to be bound. They were meant to be free. They were not meant to be who the sun sets free is free indeed. And there comes a place, listen, when you're small, when you're little, when you're unlearned, when you're spiritually ignorant, you might not be able to break free out of some of the traps that the devil sets for you. But as you grow and you become wiser and you become stronger and you become a child of God and you become skilled and you become strengthened, let me tell you something, there comes a point in time when you got to make up in your mind, you're going to break that chain, you're going to break that rope, you're going to break that silly string, and you're going to say, you're not going to hold me no longer, devil. I'm going to live free in Christ Jesus. You're not little anymore, you're big. You're not weak anymore, you're strong. You're not ignorant anymore, you're wise. You're redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. You're an overcomer by the word of your testimony. That silly rope, the truth of the matter is that silly rope is not what's holding you back. Your mindset is. Come on. That, 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 that silly rope, that little bit of bondage that the devil tied on you a long time ago, it ain't holding you back. No, sir. No, ma'am, your mindset, your unbelief, your inability to trust God, your inability to believe God for the miraculous, your inability to believe God for the supernatural, your inability to, to trust God with all of your heart, your mind, your strength, your soul, your inability to believe God, that's what's holding you back. That's what's holding you back today. It's not that little rope. It's not that little rope that the devil tied on you a long time ago. Church, it's your mindset. You just need to start pulling. 
You just need to understand you're not the same that you used to be. You just need to start pulling. You just need to understand that God will fight every battle for you. You just need to start pulling. You just need to understand that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And you need to start pulling. You just need to understand today that you've been set free and start pulling. you got to start pulling today. And you need to understand you are not designed to be bound. You are designed to be free. It's time to break free from your past. It's time to break free from your addiction. It's time to break free from your depression, your loneliness, your rejection. It's time to break free today. It's time to stop believing the lie that's keeping you bound today. You can do all things through Christ which strengthens you. You can do all things through Christ which strengthens you today. I believe in you. This church believes in you. The Lord himself believes in you. You're no longer that little deceived infant elephant who was tied up as a baby and tried a thousand times to break free but couldn't break free. You're a child of the king. You're fully grown into an elephant today. You're strong. You're mighty. You're mighty today. You're strong today. You're large today. You're not so small that you have to be bound by the lies that the enemy's feeding you today. Don't believe a lie. Don't lose your soul. The children of Israel had every opportunity to walk right into Canaan. They had every opportunity. The Lord had sent a man to Pharaoh and told him, let my people go. He rejected, so the Lord sent him plague after plague after plague after plague until finally his will was broken. He said, you know what? Just take them and get out of here. I'll finance your journey for you. So the Lord, the Lord causes Pharaoh to send them out. And while they're on the way, the Lord feeds them. The Lord gives them water. The Lord delivers enemies into their hands. Time after time after time, the Lord does a miraculous for them. And then when it comes time to enter into their promise, Joshua, come on, Joshua and Caleb, you go over into Canaan and spy out the land. And when they come back, they come back, and the other spies with them. And they said, Joshua and Caleb said, you know what? We're able to take this land. But the majority said, no, we can't take this land. We're not big enough to take this land. We're not mighty enough to take this land. You know what they were doing? They were believing the lie that the devil tied them up with a long time ago. Because of their unbelief, because of the lie that the devil tied them up with a long time ago, an entire generation of people died in a wilderness. They were buried in their wilderness instead of in their promise. Why? Because of unbelief. Because of unbelief. Because they bit on what the devil was feeding them. The lie that the devil was feeding them. Joshua and Caleb said, we can take this land. The majority of the people said, no, we can't take this land. So guess what? They didn't take the land. And guess what? They all died before they did take the land. The only thing that can keep you from your promise is you. The rope that the devil has you tied up with, it's not strong enough to hold you. But in your mind, 
is telling you that it is. You're free. You're free. Is anybody free in this house today? Is anybody free in this house today? Is anybody glad that the Lord prospered you enough and opened your eyes enough to realize that there ain't enough devils in hell to stop you? There ain't enough devils in hell to destroy your marriage or destroy your family or destroy your finances or destroy your health today. You're free by the blood of the Lamb. Come on, an entire generation of people is buried in a wilderness instead of being buried in their promise. And I tell you today, your unbelief will cost you your Canaan. Your unbelief will cost you your Canaan. Your unbelief will cost you your promise. And not just that, your unbelief will create in you an evil heart. That's why the world can't just be happy that we reject their ideas. No, they have to attack us. Because there's an evilness that comes with rejecting God. So don't you ever think, I'm just not going to go to church and I'm going to be a good person. No, it don't work that way. It don't work that way. No, sin gets a hold of you. And you might start off that way, but you ain't going to end up that way. Because unbelief creates an evil heart. Unbelief creates an evil heart. The book of Ezekiel, the 15th chapter, tells us that the land will be dedicated to desolation. Why? Because of unbelief. The land will be dedicated to desolation. It will be desolate because of unbelief. Matthew 13 says that Jesus went into his own country and he taught them in the synagogue, but they would not believe in him. So the Bible says he did not many works there because of their unbelief. The only thing that can stop, there ain't enough devils in hell to stop God from working in your life. But your unbelief can absolutely do it. Jesus went into his own country, taught in the synagogue, ministered to the people. They rejected him. They rejected what he had to say. And because of their unbelief, he did not many, many marvelous works in that land because of their unbelief. The only thing that can stop you from, your, from the miraculous in your life is your unbelief. Mark 6 tells us that Jesus marvels at our unbelief. He marvels. He's dumbfounded. All the goodness of God in our life. All the many blessings that he's poured out upon us. The many good things he's done for us in our life. Yet, we fail to believe him. The Bible says he marveled. He was astounded at their unbelief. How? How can I do so many good things for them, Brother Caleb, in their life? How can I bless them so much and they still don't believe me? How can I deliver them? How can I heal them? How can I make a way when their back was against the wall and they still don't believe me? The Lord is astounded by our unbelief. Acts 19 tells us that as the church was multiplying, some grew obstinate in their unbelief and they started talking evil about the church. Come on. They started talking evil 
about the church. You know what Paul did? He took his disciples and he separated himself from that group. Let me tell you one of the greatest things you could ever learn to do in your life is separate yourself from the people that talk evil about the church. Let me tell you something. Until you learn that, you ain't going nowhere in Christ. You better separate yourself from people that talk evil about the church. They grew obstinate. They grew they grew discouraged. They become complainers and murmurers. And all they wanted to do was to sit around and talk about the church. You better separate yourself from such. You better separate yourself from such. People that are talking bad about your church, you better stay away from them. Because they're going to discourage you and they're going to bring unbelief in your life. They're going to bring unbelief in your life. And that unbelief will create in you an evil heart. The only way you're going to make it is if you separate yourself from those that speak evil about the kingdom of God. Unbelief creates an evil heart. Romans 4 and 20 says that Abraham staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief. He didn't stagger. He held on to the promises of God, but he did it through faith. He, could, he got a hold. He got rid of his unbelief. He got rid of his unbelief. And he was strong in his faith, the Bible says. And he was able to give glory to God. If you're going to give glory to God, you're only going to do it through faith. You're going to have to get rid of your unbelief. You're going to have to trust God even when it don't feel good. Anybody in here ever been in a position you had to trust God when it didn't feel good? Maybe you need to help me tell some of these other folks, you got to trust God even when it don't feel good. You got to serve God even when it ain't popular. You got to serve God even when things don't go your way. You got to go to church even when you don't want to. You got to get up out of your house and you got to pray and you got to study and you got to seek God even when you don't want to. Even when it's not comfortable, even when it don't feel good, you got to do what God tells you to do. Because unfaithfulness leads to unbelief, and unbelief creates in you an evil heart. The Scripture warned us. The Scripture warned us. The writer told us. He said, take heed. Take heed, brethren. (coughs) Take heed, children of God. Take heed, lest there be in any of you lest it gets a hold of any of you. An evil heart of unbelief. An evil heart of unbelief. The inability to trust God. The inability to believe Him for the miraculous. The inability to realize you're no longer that little bitty elephant bound by some little bitty rope. You're great. You're mighty. The God you serve is mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. You don't have to be bound by the lie that the devil fed you a long time ago. You're a warrior. You're a conqueror. Stand with me all over this house as the musicians come quickly.
Jude, the book of Jude, the first chapter. The Bible says Jude was a a servant of Jesus Christ. Jude only has one chapter, and in the fifth verse, Jude brings to our remembrance the very text that we're discussing today. Jude recalls the fact that the Lord delivered the children of Israel out of Egypt only to later bury them in the wilderness. Can I tell you that was never God's intention? Brother Peter, when he brought them out of the land of Egypt, he had every intention to take them all the way to Canaan. God never intended for them to have unbelief. God never intended for them to die outside of their promise. He never intended for them to be buried in a strange place. No. The Lord had every intention when he delivered them, when he sent Moses to tell Pharaoh to let my people go, the Lord had every intention to bring them out of Egypt and to see them all the way through to Canaan. But somewhere along the way, some unbelief crept in. Somewhere along the way, the God who had fed them, given them water out of a rock, covered their enemies in the bottom of the sea. The God that had done all of the God that had caused manna to fall from heaven so they would have something to eat. Somewhere along the way, their unbelief sold them the lie that God was not great enough to give to them the land. Can I tell you, the devil wants to feed you a lie today. The devil wants to tell you you're never going to be good enough today. You might not ever be good enough, but he's good enough. And who shall ascend to the hill of the Most High? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart. And you know what? If we get in Jesus and we're in him, we'll have clean hands and a pure heart. We'll never be good enough, but he's more than good enough. Somewhere along the way, between Egypt and Canaan, Unbelief crept into the minds and the hearts of God's very own people, Brother Brad. God's very own people, the ones he loved, the ones he looked out for, the ones he cared for. Somehow they failed to believe him, and their unbelief cost them their promise. Jude recollects these things, brings to our remembrance that God brought them out of Egypt and intended to take them all the way to Canaan, but only, only to destroy them. Your unbelief is destructive. You're too strong to be held up by some silly string. You're an elephant. You need to act like an elephant. You're apostolic. You need to act like you're apostolic. 
If you want to live in the world, live in the world. If you want to be in the church, be a part of the church today. But you need to choose you this day whom you're going to serve. And you need to give it your whole heart. You need to live for God with everything that's within you. Because unbelief is going to destroy you. Unbelief is going to destroy you. Unbelief will cost you your soul. It will cause you to believe a lie and lose your very soul blind will lead the blind they're both going to fall in the ditch church we got to put our trust and belief in God today Jesus said if you can only believe all things are possible to him that believeth all things are possible turn to your neighbor and say all things are possible all things are possible to him that believeth Belief will open the world, open the door to the miraculous in your life, but unbelief will open the door to destruction in your life. Let the children of Israel be an example to us today that unbelief will cause us to be buried in a strange land. Abraham believed God, and the Bible says that it was accounted to him for righteousness. Why? Because he believed God. Church, I'm telling you, don't put your trust in this world. Don't put your trust in your own abilities. Put your trust in God today. Put your trust in God today, and it will be accounted to you for righteousness. You don't have to be bound by a silly string of unbelief today. You can believe God for great things. These altars are open as we sing this song. Don't be that elephant that's held bondage by a piece of silly string. You're a child of God today. Break free. Live free. Worship free. Serve God freely today. Don't be held by that silly little lie that the devil's trying to feed you today. You're a mighty elephant. Be free in Christ Jesus. These altars are open today. Would you come? Would you seek the Lord today? Would you say, Lord, help me to be mighty like you created me to be. Help me to worship you like you created me to do. Lord, help me to not feed on the lies that the devil's trying to feed me today. These altars are open as we sing this song.